0: It's time for Tuesday Terror, here on the Mutual Audio Network.
1: The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Tired of the everyday routine? Ever dream of a life of romantic adventure? Want to get away from it all? We offer you Escape. Escape. Designed to free you from the four walls of today for a half hour of high adventure. Escape with us now to the year 100,080 and a world where beauty and terror live side by side, as H.G. Wells describes it in his immortal story, The Time Machine.
0: Dudley, you must be mad. A time machine?
1: Yes, my friend, a time machine.
0: This thing? This very thing. This contraption, this framework made of quartz and bronze and ivory, with its levers and its dials and its nest in the middle, this is the result of three years of hard work?
1: I promise you, Fala, that on this machine, a man can go wherever he likes in time. By working these levers, a man can choose his century his year, his very day. Oh, for...
0: really, old man?
1: Time is only a kind of space. If we can move about in all the other dimensions of space, why not in time, too?
0: Oh, it's impossible. Out of the question.
1: Well, what of the journeys I've already taken on this little contraption?
0: I'm afraid you've been having a bad dream. Very well. You shall have proof, my friend. How?
1: Just climb on, Fala. Sit in the seat beside me, face these ivory dials, and I'll take you for a little spin.
0: Well, you you mean right now? Right now. In case this thing should take off like a flying red horse, are there any, um, any... Any preparations?
1: No, Fala. You won't need any luggage on this trip, not even a toothbrush. We'll be back here in my laboratory in less than a minute.
0: All right. I'm on. Now what?
1: Hold tight. It sways a good deal. I'd hate to lose you.
0: <laughs> I can't be frightened, Dudley.
1: Then you're braver than I am. Tell me, what time is it?
0: It's, um, just 12 noon.
1: Before we start, I want to adjust this control a bit. Hmm.
0: Is everything shipshape?
1: Tell me, did you notice anything just then?
0: Only a noise. A humming noise. Uh, Nothing else.
1: What time is it?
0: You just asked me, old man. It's 12. That's odd. My watch says 11 o'clock. I could have sworn it was noon a moment ago. There must be something wrong with it.
1: It's only that I touched the lever to test it, and we've gone forward a full day. 23 hours at any rate. But Dudley... This will be the real article.
0: I'm ready, Dudley.
1: Good man. Well, say goodbye, Fala. Say goodbye to 1950.
0: We went off with a shattering jar, with the machine swaying under us. The walls of Dr. Dudley's laboratory suddenly fell away. Night was speeding after day, like the flapping of a flight wing. I saw the sun hopping across the sky, leaping swiftly across it every second, and every second marking a day. I saw the moon spinning through the quarter like a ball, from new to full, all in a twinkling of an eye. Trees grew and blossomed like puffs of smoke and then passed away. All for the while we were going faster. Now our pace was a year a second. So that second by second, the white snow flashed across the world and was followed by the bright brief spring. And still we went on into the future.
1: How do you feel, Fala?
0: Very weak, very dizzy. Don't let go, don't fall off. Where, where are we? How far have we come? We're
1: in 100,050 and 67.
0: Th- that's enough. Stop it. I can't stand it anymore. Stop it.
1: Fala, you all right?
0: Y- yes, I-, I believe so. No broken bones. What happened?
1: Not sure. Must have stopped too suddenly.
0: Where are we, Dudley?
1: Look around for yourself. A wide lawn, a beautiful, vast garden.
0: I mean geographically.
1: Just where we were when we started. Where my laboratory stood.
0: And the year, Dudley? What is the year now?
1: One hundred thousand and eighty.
0: It seemed absolutely incredible. A dream. And a pleasant one. For the garden in which we found ourselves was beautiful and summery, with an unexpected perfume about it, almost like platine. At some distance, we could see a large and imposing building, and everything was quiet and peaceful. But almost too much so. And a sense of strangeness, an incredible strangeness, sent a shiver up my spine. 100,080. Fala, do you want to go back? Um, Yes, I rather think I do.
1: Let's go back. (sighs) Dudley! From over there, in the
0: bushes. It sounded human. Come on. Why, it's a child. seems to be a very small girl.
1: There's been a beast here of some kind of struggle with her. Look at the marks on her
0: arm. Now, now my dear, you'll be all right now. You won't be harmed. Of course, she wouldn't understand English. She's motioning us to go with her. What about the animal? Did you see it?
1: No, not a glimpse. Too fast for us.
0: Perhaps we better go back, Dudley. The girl seems to be all right now.
1: Leave her like this?
0: Yes, yes, I've had enough.
1: Well, they haven't, old man, because they're here, all around us.
0: They had crept up on soundless feet to surround us. The little people of this era. And the girl we saved was not a child, but a full-grown woman. They all stood four foot high in simple tunics. Beautiful creatures, but terribly frail with a plump and soft kind of frailty. They were like eerie figures in a dream. And all we could hear was the rustling of their clothes as they circled happily around us, their faces weaved in smiles. Why, they're not savage at all. They're very loving and gentle little people.
1: Yes, there's something terribly wrong with them.
0: Well... How do you mean they seem to have the
1: minds of five-year-olds Well how do you expect them to be far ahead of us of course incredibly ahead of us in knowledge and
0: science Look at them children They seem to be happy in this huge garden of theirs Uh Dudley I've changed my mind Let's stay Maybe we should enjoy spending a few days with our little friends. The little people led us home into their valley. They lived in colossal buildings, sleeping all together in one huge hall, eating in another playing and frolicking in the sunshine. And we lived with them for days in utter contentment. One afternoon, Dudley and I walked along the banks of the great river.
1: The little people all wear the same clothes, the same soft, hairless skin, the same feminine roundness of limbs.
0: I wonder if it's because they're all vegetarians.
1: They're vegetarians because they have to be. You haven't come across any horses or dogs or cattle of any kind, have you?
0: No, now that you mention it.
1: With good reason. All extinct by now. Just as the dinosaur is with us.
0: Dudley, there's something strange here. Something hidden away. Silent. You're in the year 100,080.
1: I felt the same way. I've taken the precaution of removing the control levers of the time machine and putting a master padlock on the main switches. I don't much fancy the idea of someone riding away with it into another century and leaving us here for the rest of our lives.
0: Um, Dudley, do you know where we are? Uh, yes, this is where we landed. I thought so. I wasn't sure. Why did you ask? What's happened to the machine? What? They've taken it away. They've stolen it. This is where it was. It was right here.
1: Look, follow, Tracks. Here, where they drag it. Over here. Come along. Down this path. Look.
0: Right there. The monument. Those are brass doors on the base. Oh, they're locked. The machine.
1: It must be in there. Yes. Inside. We must get in there. Break down the doors.
0: How? How can we?
1: Here. Use the ladders.
0: All right. I'll try. It's it's no good, Dudley. They're solid. We'll never break through.
1: Never? Never? We've got to break through.
0: We may never go home
1: again. Time machine. Time machine.
0: We were caught in the year 100,080. The time machine was gone. The brass doors of the monument held. Our retreat was cut off. The thin line by which we could make our way back home. Back to our own time. Our own people. Back to 1950. And we had no way of communicating with the little people. Of asking them what they had done with the machine. There was nothing hostile in their attitude. They were more like simple, wandering children. Only one, the young woman, Wena, whose life we had saved on the first day became really friendly. She went with us wherever we walked and brought us garlands and flowers and slept near us at night in the hall. And we in turn had taught her a few words in English. Now we redoubled our efforts, like men racing against the clock." so that we might speak to her and discover the secret of our immense loss. We were talking to her one night after the others had gone to sleep. No, not we. Dudley, no.
1: How can you be so sure your people didn't steal the machine? Aren't there any thieves among them? Are they
0: all perfect? Not so loud, Dudley. You'll wake them. Besides, she doesn't understand. The thief must be sleeping somewhere in this hall. Weena.
1: They take machine. No, Dudley, no. Who, then? Who? We are friends. Yes. We must have machine. Yes, Dudley, yes. Who took machine? Other people? Not yours? Other.
0: What about those doors, Wena? Doors open? No, no. Wena, machine.
1: In there. Must open.
0: No, no. Not open.
1: All right. Go to sleep. Get some rest.
0: Yes, Dudley.
1: What's to become of us, Fala? Are we caught here in this century to spend our lives with the little people and their secret?
0: We'll go back to the monument tomorrow. We'll find a way of breaking in. Good night, Dudley. Uh, Dudley? Dudley? Yeah? Did you just... There it was again. What? Something on my face. Cold. Filthy to the touch. On my face and in my hair. It's cold. It's death, Dudley.
1: You're right. There's something in here with us. Smells of the grave. What was it?
0: I I don't know. But look at them. Look at the little people.
1: It's as though they had been stampeded. Let's get out of here. I want some fresh air.
0: We went quickly from the hall and outside, away from the little people. The moon was full just overhead, and it was close to dawning. There was a faint sound speeding close behind us, and we turned, our nerves ragged. Our muscles tensed, but it was only Weena coming swiftly to join us.
1: Dudley, I'm afraid. Dark. What do you mean, Weena? Dark? What?
0: Then there is something.
1: Dark things. Dark places. Night.
0: Why should they be afraid of the night, Dudley?
1: It's not the night alone. Dark
0: place. That's our clue. Perhaps it's something underground. It was another day. We had wandered in a lovely wooded place. About a mile from the community, suddenly, Weena screamed. We stopped short. A pair of glaring eyes were fixed upon us. As we stood there, petrified, the thing, a little ape-like figure, rushed across our path and disappeared in the clearing about thirty yards away. What was it? I couldn't see it too well. It seemed to be a... Dull white, with white
1: hair on its head and on its back. It looked like a small ape. It was running on all fours, with its arms held very low. Weena, Weena, what was it? Morlocks, a Morlocks. Who are the Morlocks? Where are they? What are they? Weena, tell me. No, no. Let's go over and see where it disappeared. Come along, Fala.
0: In the clearing we found a round, well-like opening. Dudley and I leaned over and looked down a deep shaft. A small white creature was retreating down a ladder in the well. Like a human spider, its large white eyes watching me as it went swiftly down, then it disappeared in the shaft. Fala, did you see it? Like an ape. Yes, but also like a man. So there are two species
1: of men in this world. Yes. The little people above the ground, and this obscene thing, this bleached monster below.
0: That white look, common to animals that live in the dark, like huge rats, like worms that are cold to the touch. I know, because they've touched me. Fala, you can feel the
1: air being sucked down into the shaft? Yes. The earth must be tunneled enormously here under our feet. These masters must live in the tunnels.
0: I think we know now who stole our time machine. Yes, then... Then we'll go down and have a look. No, no, not go. Why not, Weena? Morlocks, you never come back. We must have our machine, my dear. You wait for us here. No, no! And so we went down our heels ringing on the small, metallic bars that were meant for creatures so much smaller than us. Down we climbed. Down. Down. Ever in darkness. Ever, it seemed, into the center of the earth. Into the core of the world. How much longer?
1: We won't know until we reach the bottom. Can't be much further. Do you hear that? Like machinery. We're almost there.
0: Thank heaven for that.
1: All right, Fala. I'm on the bottom. Come along. Just a few more steps. Now give me your hand, Fala. Good. We're here.
0: Yes. In the land of the Morlocks. Do you have a match? Yes, here.
1: There seems to be a large vaulted cabin at the end of this passage. What
0: do you suppose they'll do if they catch us? I have no idea. Better take
1: care not to be caught. Ah, another match.
0: That that throbbing noise.
1: Probably their ventilating system pumping the air down. There must be thousands upon thousands of these Morlocks living under the earth.
0: We haven't seen any yet. Except for our friend who came down ahead of us. Why do you suppose they wanted our time machine? I think they wanted us, not the machine. And we've come to them. We
1: must. It's our only chance, Fala. If that noise does come from air pumps... Yes? Why, it's so stuffy here. So oppressive.
0: Dudley, what's that smell? Blood. Light another match. Dudley, look straight ahead. On the white metal table. Set for a meal. Yes. With a small haunch.
1: Meat. We know that the cattle are extinct...
0: Then what do they feed on, these Morlocks? Don't you know? Yes, I know.
1: Oh, another match.
0: Uh, Yes, right here. Dudley, I have no more. I've used our last match. All
1: right, we'll have to go back. We know the secret now, anyway. Morlocks, living here, underground, that are masters of this age, and our friends up above are fatted cattle, fed by the Morlocks, clothed supplied and housed, until the day when they're cut out of their herd and brought underground as food. This is the future you're looking at. This is what we men of the 20th century shall come to. Dudley! What is it? I felt hands! Cold hands! Take one of these ladders. Yes, give it to me. Use it as a weapon. Lash out against it. Follow. They're here beside me. Use the ladder, man. Use the ladder. They're all around us. This way. Follow me this way. Back this way.
0: We went back in that evil darkness, fighting every step as we went, back to those projected bars, kicking and clawing ourselves loose from their taloned, groping hands, and climbing up again, up toward daylight and freedom, away from their stench and their eagerness of their icy hands. And they did not follow, for daylight was their enemy and their great fear. And we lived among the lush gardens of the little people, like prisoners, like men without reprieve, like men who are dead, though they still walk the earth. For the time machine was locked away behind great brass doors, and we knew we could never force them open. Then one day, Weena told us of an old building, an ancient sagging structure that had survived through many ages as one filled with many curious objects.
1: A museum. That's what it must be. A museum, Fala. Perhaps from some earlier time.
0: I'm in no mood to go looking at a museum. Don't you see?
1: Specimens are medically sealed in museums. Perhaps there are things, weapons, machinery. Something we can use. Yes.
0: Yes, of course. If we could find some dynamite or gunpowder or something.
1: We could blast those doors.
0: We could get in. Where is this place, Weena? This old building that no one ever goes near.
1: I take you, it not far.
0: A chance, old man. A slim one, but a chance nonetheless. All day we wandered through the great ruined halls. The building had been deserted, unused for perhaps a century. The childlike men of the time had long since ceased, ceased to care about anything but their own personal comforts. It was late afternoon and growing dark when we came upon the chemical section. We had found nothing useful to us until then. Now came the worst disappointment of all. And it's dust, all of it. It's been dust
1: for centuries. Another dead end. It's hopeless. We were out of our minds to hope that nitrites would retain their form for a hundred thousand years. We go now, if nothing here? Wait, just a moment. There's something in this case. Well, you can break it with your lever. Stand back a little. A box of matches. Medically
0: sealed. Wait, let me see it. Why... They're perfect. They're not even damp. What should we do with them? Burn down those brass
1: doors? Well, you'd better keep them. You can't tell. Fala. What? On the floor. You see them? Small, narrow footprints leading away into the darkness at the end of this gallery. Deadly. We better go. Pick Weena up and carry her. We're going to have to make a run for it.
0: Now, now don't be frightened, my dear. It'll be all right. Go on. Run. We came out of the gloom of that place into the deeper gloom of dusk, and suddenly we saw we were trapped. All around us were the Morlocks. They were there by the thousands, surrounding us and coming closer. The long, even line of deadly white, their eyes blinking in the half-light, their tiny mouths alive with appetite. Follow the matches. I have the matches. Light a fire here. The forest is dry.
1: Hurry, man. We'll have an inferno here in a minute. Our little friends don't like light or heat
0: the fire leaped high to the heavens, and the countryside was ablaze. The Morlocks turned in fear, blinded by the glare. Some of them plundered into the raging flames, and the rest faded away like a fog. Dudley had left a narrow passageway for our retreat, and we fled down a long corridor of leaping flames and blistering heat. We fled towards safety to the community of the little people. As we ran, we passed the huge monument with its great bronze doors that were locked tight in our time machine. And suddenly, in the glare of the distant fire, we saw something that stopped us short. They're open, Fala. The doors are open. No, not go in. Dudley, no. It's a trap. They're waiting for us inside. Waiting or not, we're going in. Dudley, it's suicide. it take me one minute to
1: screw the levers on again. Then I touch them and we're away. All right.
0: I'll try to give you your one minute. Good boy. No, no, go. No, leave me. Now you, you, my dear, you hold tight around my neck. You're coming home with us. All right, let's go. Wait, look, the machine.
1: They haven't harmed it. I don't see them yet. Come on now, quickly. The
0: doors, Dudley, they're closed. Uh, get in the seat. I'll be ready in a moment. I waited for the hum that would signal our departure. There in the darkness, the Morlocks were finally upon us. Cold, persistent fingers swarmed over my body, tugging at me and sucking me away from the machine. I held tight to Weena as the man held tight to life, tried to kick them away with my feet. Fala! Fala! Hurry, Dudley, hurry!
1: I must fix these levers quickly or we're done. There, Fala. We're away.
0: We're gone. Yes. Yes, we made it. Are you all right? I'm all right. Good. And Weena? Weena isn't with us. What happened? They tore her from my hands. The last minute, they got her. I tried to save her. I couldn't. I still have a piece of her tunic here in my fist. A little piece of her tunic. Nothing more. And so we came home again. Back into the very minute in which we'd left. Back into 12 noon, October twenty-second, 1950. We were in Dudley's laboratory again, motionless, sitting on the ridiculous contraption which he had called Time Machine. Was it all a dream? Did any of it happen? Could any of it happen? Of course not! How stupid! Then what of this? What of this piece of thin green silk I hold in my hand. The Mutual Audio Network, where we listen and imagine together.